welcome back to the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. We have a new look, sort we of. We have a new sound by the sounds of it, Scotty. Are you talking about me or the music? <laughs> I'm talking about you this week. Well, keen listeners would have also noticed new music at the start, but I am a bit under the weather, but such is my commitment to Parkrun and the podcast that we're going to soldier on. My voice might give out a few times throughout the pod this week. We'll see how we go. Hopefully you don't suffer an untimely death from the man flu by the end of the podcast. Fingers crossed. But that'll make a good podcast, though. I don't I think die it mid, mid-sentence. <laughs> Not the way no. I want to go out, but hey, great, great for ratings. Yeah, did you, did you hear about that moment where that guy died on the podcast? I don't, yeah. I mean, it might go viral, this is true, but not the way I want to get listeners personally. Our listeners are growing, which is great. We thank all our listeners for spreading the Parkrun Adventurer's love. You're out and about spreading the Parkrun Adventurer's love down in Tassie this week, Mel. That's exciting. I was a little bit incognito, um on Saturday morning as I was trying to get a quiet little adventure in at Hobart Park Run. Gorgeous. Hang on, hang on. describe incognito for Mel Urbacher. Is that no costume? <laughs> well, people would recognise me if I was in costume. So no, I was just in regular running clothes. I was in my running club t-shirt and actually I was wearing long pants so they probably did notice me because I stuck out a bit like a Queenslander does when they go somewhere else and it's really freaking cold um, but apart from that I mean there were heaps of other adventurers there this week as well so I think it's a popular time of year to travel to Tasmania and the weather has been glorious beautiful beautiful sunshiny days and the course was great. Have you have you ever been to Hobart Park Run, Scotty? I've never been to Tasmania. Oh, so no. I put it on the list. <laughs> I know the list is getting longer every week, but put it on the list. It's um a course that you would love. It's trail, it's got hills. There's not actually a bridge, so it doesn't tick that box, but I think you'll find the view um is good enough to keep you going even without a bridge. I have seen some of the photos of Hobart. It looks, it doesn't look like a inner city park run at all. It looks like you're out in the bush. It's not inner city. I think it took us maybe 20 minutes to drive. So we was we were staying in the city, and it took us about 20 minutes to drive out to park run. So I'm terrible with with directions and geography and navigating, and even even the Google person talking I can't help them you know describe things so my my hubby was driving he could probably tell you how to get there I've got no idea I know what time I had to wake up so that I could get ready in time and then have 20 minutes to drive there so that's about the extent of it it's not in the city of Hobart I can tell you that it's outside it's around a reservoir which um, I was expecting it to be colder and windier actually but it wasn't um, but yes, the undulations were very welcome and we got to run most of the way around the reservoir before we turned around and came back. So 
beautiful course and and lots of opportunities for high fives when obviously on an out and back so no it was really good great morning great event team as well they were very friendly and it's a nine o'clock start isn't it it is we could you find that oh it was like luxury it was (laughs) you you know you're on holidays when you get to sleep in and still go to park run you know everybody in queensland and victoria and pretty much everywhere else had already finished by the time we even started so yeah that was very very bizarre but welcome definitely welcome we're we're still in tasmania at the moment and we've got another one coming up this weekend Uh, we'll be at launceston so uh, another 9am start gonna get a sleep in on a saturday morning again looking forward to it i was back at studley this week bit of a special week for me my family my daughter kasha who has been on the podcast and we've talked about a fair bit on the podcast, ran her 50th run on Saturday. So, and I don't know if this is an indictment on my wife and I, but it was actually the first time the three of us had run a park run together. The first time in 50 park runs for Kasha that all three of you had run at the same time. Yeah. Is that bad? No. no I mean, why, why would that be bad? Well, I guess usually one of us is volunteering or... One of us wants to have a have a good run, like a fast run. Um, so, but yeah, it was Kasha's request that um, we all ran together, and that was great because both Kasha and I are sick, so it timed nicely. But it was it was a great morning. It was probably one of my highlights of my park run career so far to see my daughter, who was the only reason I, I started getting involved in park run in the first place, so we could have a regular. Um, habitual Saturday morning activity reach her 50th park run before she's turned eight and I wouldn't say she loves it but she she was excited to run on Saturday and uh, Rob the run director brought her up the front did a quick interview with her where he asked her what's her favorite park run did she did she tell him Westerfolds she did in front of all the studly runners I love her spirit. That's awesome. Yeah. So and it was a great she, morning. Did she mark it? So he, he got her up and interviewed her in front of everyone else. I, I think I spied in the photos that she obviously didn't have her red 50 shirt yet, but she got something else a little bit special. Well, we made a cape. A uh, super cape. Yeah. We had to mark the occasion in some way. and You can't order your 50 shirt beforehand. So we came up with a cape and um, it I'm gave sure her superpowers. Special. <laughs> yeah, except for it choked her. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yvonne and I aren't experts in cape making just yet. So anytime she ran, it pulled back and choked her. So need a bit of work on that for the hundredth run, I think. <laughs> You'll have to modify the pattern. You've, you've got a year or so at least to do that. We'll get there. Well, congratulations to Kasha on your wonderful achievement and everybody else who made a milestone club or just, you know, showed up to volunteer or run at Park Run on the weekend. This week on the podcast, we're lucky enough to have a gentleman who is very involved with Park Run in South Australia. He 
is a former ED. He's presently a Territory Director and his name is John Laurie. John, welcome to the podcast. How you going, Mel? Evening, Scott. Hey, John. Great to have you join us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Our second guest from South Australia. We caught up with Sarah Pixley early on and she told us all about Murray Bridge. Yeah, she's a fantastic ED up, up there at Murray Bridge. How much did she pay you to say that on the podcast? Uh, no, nothing at all. You had a bit of a big weekend last weekend. Can you tell us what happened on Parkrun Day for you? Uh, we did have a big weekend. We um, got the family up at about quarter to five and jumped in the car and headed up uh, to the wine region of Clare, so in the Clare Valley, and we started a parkrun there. That's our most northern parkrun in South Australia now. It's in a beautiful uh, wine area, so I think it's going to be a fantastic tourism destination for parkrun tourism. So how did it go? How many people did you have? What, what happened? Yeah, it was great. It was, um, it's going to be a, a, probably a, a small parkrun to start with, being in a regional area. Um, the, same, the same day that we started was also the start of the football and netball season up there. So um, that will keep the numbers down, uh, you know, during, the, during that season. Uh, there were 25 runners and a full complement of uh, volunteers. It's a great out and back um, course, two and a half K out, two and a half K back on the Riesling Trail, which is a, a crushed gravel uh, surface. But yeah, it's beautiful. It was quite chilly. I, I actually had to put two jackets on when I was there because I was standing there and it was just very cold. So in the middle of winter, it might be a challenging one uh, for people to get to. I like the sound of a Riesling trail. Yes. Um, there's plenty of wineries. Uh, in fact, the turnaround is, uh, is right at the, the gate of a, a cellar door. Lucky, luckily, it runs at, uh, at standard 8 o'clock in the morning uh, because the, the cellar door is not open. Otherwise, we might get you know, the 25 people going out and only 10 of them coming back. Now, Clear Valley have been wanting a park run for some time, I know. They're obviously an enthusiastic event team there. Um, can you tell us a bit how the event came about in Clare Valley? Yeah, sure. Uh, probably about two years ago now, I think, um, a Facebook page showed up uh, with the title of Bring Park Run to the Clare Valley. Nobody uh, in, in head office or, or in the state had heard that they were actually looking for a park run at the time. Um, and all of a sudden, this uh, this Facebook page turned up. So, you know, we contacted them and and uh, found out sort of what they were what they were on about and what they were looking for. And then, as often happens with um, groups trying to set park runs up, um, you know, the the amount of work and and specifically trying to get the funds and things like that um, takes a little while to get done. And so the the Facebook page sat there it got a a lot of um interest in the st in the early days i think they had about 200 likes or something on it so you know great numbers for a regional area um and then it it just sat for a while while they were trying to get the uh the funding sorted and so interest dropped off a little bit uh one of sarah's good friends actually um natalie I was speaking with her uh, at one of Sarah's 
uh, events and found out that she lived in the Clare Valley. And so I had a word in her ear and said, uh, how would you like to get behind this thing and, and get it done? So I started working with, with Nat and um, she just ran with it, uh, took it by the, by the horns as it were, got the funding from the council and then she had a, uh, an interesting um, issue to deal with in that she thought the team that had set up the page before knew exactly where they were going to run, had the course sorted and all that sort of stuff. And uh, so then she had to go and look for a course because it wasn't actually picked out for her. Uh, and the problem with the Riesling Trail is that it, there's a lot of short areas that cross and then that crosses roads and continues on. And, of course, we can't... Uh, cross roads for park run so she had a little bit of trouble actually finding the, the right spot but again she worked tirelessly at doing that spoke to people to get access into the showgrounds which is where the park run starts and where everyone parks and um, got it all organized with the Riesling trail management and uh, then here we are on Saturday with the, the event up and running so she did a great job I'm sure it's going to be a big one for the parkrun adventurers out there to get down to Clare. I know put a parkrun in a vineyard or anywhere near a wine region and you've got me. You've got me right away. <laughs> so it won't be long before I'm back in South Australia just to test that one out. But it's been a while since you guys have had a launch down there. What What is the time frame between the last parkrun and this one launching for you in South Australia? Well, the last park run to launch here was Lockheel, um, and that's just over six months ago. Okay. So, so what has the growth been like since? Um, so was Torrens the very first park run to start in South Australia? Yeah, it was. Torrens was the first one, and that started December 2012. Um, that one started, and, and we started that with, I think there was 47 people running that day, and regularly now. Torrens are getting um, 280 to 380 people, you know, every Saturday morning. Uh, from my point of view, it's it's really important that we find some more metropolitan areas to um, to start up and and help relieve some of the pressure of of Torrens. And is there uh, a lot of interest on the go? Yeah, there is. Yeah, we've we today found out that um, we've got a date for our next. Park Run, which is in the western suburbs, not very far from the airport, probably only about probably about two k's from the airport, right on the beach. It starts, um, so that's going to be West Beach Park Run, and that starts, as I said, on the beach, and it runs up the um, the Torrens River as well. So we'll actually have three park runs on the Torrens River. We will have West Beach at the the mouth at the start of the river, Torrens up at the city and then Lockheel, which is at Campbelltown in the northeastern uh, suburbs of Adelaide, which is also on the Torrens. So we've still got a little bit of room. We can probably fit another few on the Torrens, but we've pretty much got the the top, the middle, and the end covered at the moment. So that that's really exciting. And the team down at uh, West Beach are excited to get started as well. Park runners do love running near water, don't we? Well, there's, there's two things that, uh, that Park Run's really about, and that's scenery and coffee, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. 
You've touched on something there, John, that I know is a passion of yours. You don't mind a bit of a coffee? Uh, life's too short for bad coffee, that's for sure. So did coffee drive you to parkrun? Were you attracted by the post-run coffee more than the running itself? Uh, um, definitely more than the running. The social aspect is, is pretty great about parkrun. You know, it really is a great community to be a part of. The coffee definitely helps. Um, and I try and get the run over as fast as I can, which isn't that fast, but <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't love running. Where are you calling home now? I know you started at Torrance. Have you moved on to Lockheel? I did. I started, uh, I moved to Lockheel and, and changed my home park run to there, um, mainly just so that I could support the, the team and get it up and running. Uh, so the, the idea was that I stepped away from Torrens and I was actually going to start looking at Mawson Lakes, which is uh, just a little bit north. So basically along the northern uh, suburbs of or the, the inner north of Adelaide. Um, and again, trying to create a, a bit of a capture point for the, the people that were coming from the north um, so that they could, again, relieve Torrens a little bit. Um but as it, as it happened, I, at the same time as looking into that, got on to a park runner from Torrens who happens to be a council member in the Campbelltown council area. I said to him, where can we set up in your area? He said, yep, no, just the place. He said, I'll work with council and get, get all of that done. And so that was, I think it took probably six or eight weeks in total to get that one off the ground. So I moved out there to help them, and basically they're running themselves now. I've been away for so many uh, weeks recently with doing trials for Claire and doing um, you know, other, other anniversaries and checking things out for other people that um, they've just been running themselves, which is fantastic. And that's really the way that it, it has to work so that we can help build these other ones because we've we've probably got another four on the go in fact probably five on the go that should be up and running by the end of this year well exciting times in south australia you're a good parkrun adventurer you've done a few parkruns around australia with um torrens being the only parkrun in south australia for such a long time how is the culture in south australia compared to around the country is it any different or is it dominated by the torrens culture yeah, it is probably dominated by the, the Torrens culture, I suppose. The second park run in South Australia to start up was in Mount Gambia, uh, and that was exactly 12 months to the day after Torrens. And they really started up independently of, of Torrens, being so far away because they're what, five hours away down at the Blue Lake in Mount Gambia. So, but every, everything else has probably really grown out of, out of the Torrens parkrun community so it, it probably makes sense that the culture has probably come from there and as well as that with me being the territory director helping start up all of the others uh, obviously I'm taking what I've learnt from that Torrens area uh, but as far as the, the other the other parkruns in other places um, they're all great they're all fantastic it is the best way to start your weekend isn't it well, no arguments from us I'll put you on the spot, though. Have you got a favourite? Mm. Top three? 
Yeah, give us a top oh, three. I've got, I've got a top seven. <laughs> well, your home park run's not allowed to be included. Scotty didn't mention that was one of the rules. It's tough because I was actually going to say that Lockheed Hall probably at the moment is my favourite just because of the, um, the way that the community got up around that. Well, when I, when I come up to Queensland, um, my sort of pseudo-home park run is uh, Varsity Lakes and that's a, that's a great run. I also tried out a couple of others when I was up there, though, uh, with Broad Beach Waters, which is good as well. Yeah, look, you, you can't really complain about any other park runs, though, can you? It's just not right. It's not the right thing to do because they're all just, they're all great. All right, how about best coffee in Queensland? Which park run has the best coffee or coffee shop? Well, in Queensland? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm asking in Queensland because that's where I travel, so. Yeah. Predominantly. Anyone that uh, is my friend on Facebook would have seen that when I did come up to Queensland, um, Zaraf has got a pretty, a pretty good um, hiding as far as uh, visits go. So anywhere that's close to a Zaraf, as I reckon, has uh, got to be pretty good. Do you ever get to Melbourne, John? Uh, occasionally. Generally, I, um, the times that I get over there is with um, with work, and it's during the week. So I haven't actually done a park run in Victoria. Well, yeah. you must. We've got good coffee here too. You should combine your two loves. I think I'll have to do that, definitely. Well, make sure you look me up when you get here. Thanks for coming on the podcast this week. It's great to catch up with our friends in South Australia. Thanks very much, guys. Parkrun Adventurers, I know you've all been waiting for another adventure challenge and this week we've got one for you. In the spirit of Kasha's 50th Parkrun milestone, we decided to put out a red shirt challenge. So basically what we need you to do is this coming Parkrun day, wear a red shirt to Parkrun. It's a secret Parkrun Adventure code and then approach somebody else who's also wearing a red shirt. Now, they're not necessarily going to know about the podcast or that you're approaching them because they're wearing a red shirt, but we want you to go up to those people. If you know them, great. If you don't, even better. And we want you to get a picture with that person and post it to social media. Don't forget to hashtag ParkrunAdventurers or if you want to tag us at ParkrunAdventurers as well, it works on Facebook so we'll still see your posts and on Instagram. And let's just see how many new connections we can make this week. We want to see the whole place lit up red on Instagram and Facebook. And look, we're back on Twitter. I'm liking it. So tweet us as well if you can. Looking forward to seeing all that red on Instagram next week. This week, our social adventurers have been busy. Let's Should we pick up with last week we asked to hear Stuart Marshall's story? Yeah, I'll, I'll recap. So for those of you who may not have listened to last week's episode yet, go do it. Go do it now. Stop and listen to that one now. But if you have then you'll remember that Stuart Marshall Training actually posted a photo of himself and his bride who had just got married. And we asked them to hear about their story. 
And he replied. And he let us know that they are a little parkrun family. His wife and himself both have hit their 50 runs. And both their kids have now also got their 10 runs up. While they didn't meet at parkrun, it's certainly now part of their lives. In fact, at their recent wedding, and included in their wedding vows, was to run a parkrun in every state and territory in Australia by their 10th wedding anniversary. They've got two states down, and now they plan their holidays around parkruns, which, as we know, is what all adventurers do. But we love the last line he signed off with, that they love their parkruns, they love volunteering, and we love listening to your podcast every week while we do our midweek run. So congratulations, Stuart Marshall Training, and your new wife, Oz Twin Mama, on your nuptials. We hope you meet your goal far before your 10th wedding anniversary of joining the uh, Peel Club of running a park run in every state and territory in Australia. It's a wonderful adventure goal to have and we look forward to hearing more about your stories. And if you're listening on your midweek run this week, run faster because it's a short episode. (laughs) We're nearly finished. So if you've got anything left in the tank, people, use it all up now. Okay, also on Instagram, we had David D'Alessio, who said, From St. Peter's, Sydney to Cottesloe, Western Australia for parkrun adventuring, 3,957 kilometres. That's a fairly decent distance to travel for an adventure. Well done, David. Oh, and also we had positives. (laughs) You catch me with your name every week, Positivism1. You shared a brilliant group costume ensemble pick this week. You were at Jin Endera's fourth anniversary and the Barlows dressed up as the Four Seasons for Jindy Parkrun's fourth birthday. Now, Scotty, if you didn't see this pick, which I think you already have, they had spring, they had summer, they had winter, and they had autumn. And so autumn was Mrs. Positivism one. She she had um, an orange shirt with beautiful uh, maple leaves in the fall colours all over it. Uh, Positivism one himself was wearing, uh, I believe he must have been summer because he was in the whole full-on Hawaiian outfit with the, yeah, he the looked grass like skirt. Yeah, he looked like summer. They had one of their daughters beautifully dressed as Elsa from Frozen, so I'm sure she must have been winter. And their other little girl was dressed as spring, and she was looking gorgeous too. So well done, guys. Love, I love group ensemble costumes. It just makes my day. Hey, TJ was a parkrun tourist at Phillip Island Parkrun this week. And underscore PK, he was beaten by my oldest kid, Just. And he loves it. Another superb parkrun with a family. So PK's got his family involved. He's sharing some parkrun love. That's what we like to hear. On Facebook, we had Chris Fraser, had a very wet welcome to Tari parkrun, set up camp in the dark during thunder lightning storm, and after a five-hour drive, they could have at least fixed the weather. Fingers crossed for sunshine at 8 a.m. That, that's, that's another wonderful adventure story. Five-hour drive to get to a parkrun and setting up a camp in the, in the dark and the storming weather. Good job. Must be crazy. (laughs) And we did have lots of positive feedback about last week's episode. P. 
people were enjoying the longer podcasts. Longer podcasts. So we're giving you a short one this week. <laughs> yeah. That didn't work out. That, that's... <laughs> Maybe one week on, one week off. We're just keeping you on your toes. But they did appreciate our special guests. And everyone loved you giving me a hard time about my forgetfulness on High Five Bridge. Oh, well, I, I, I quite enjoyed that myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that sort of material. <laughs> now, I'm at another now, launch this week. You're going to have your spies there? I can neither confirm nor deny. Well, I'm not making but any promises. Just, just in case, I would watch yourself. Well, I'm not making any promises. But we're launching Parkville this week in Melbourne, which is around Princess Park. Long time coming for Melbourne. We're all very excited about that. Where's the cake this week? There's no cake. Nobody's having an anniversary, so it's lucky that there's going to be a launch because that means this time next year there will be cake. Oh, that's good. Uh, All the limelight's on Parkville this week and next year this time. Well, I hope you continue your adventure or enjoying your adventure in Tasmania, Mel. Where are you off to next? This this weekend, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm going to Launceston Park Run, but I will be doing a freedom run of Devonport Park Run on Friday. So I couldn't I couldn't miss out on checking out another course. So really looking forward to that as well. And I hope you're going to be back to being Scotty next week and not snotty. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd appreciate it as well as our listeners too. I think. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. We'll catch you next week. You're not dying. You just can't think of anything good to do.